This is the Territory Story Podcast News Bites. Thanks to Opie Dennis Digital Marketing, your local digital marketing agency. Hello there. Thanks for joining us. This is the Territory Story Podcast News Bites. You know what it means. It means we need to get straight to the heart of the NT Independent. Have a chat to Chris about what's making news across the NT right now. G'day, Chris. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Pete. Good to see you. It's sort of like uh, one week wraps up and then it's like, let's see if we can outdo it next week. And we seem to magically outdo week after week in the end. I know. It's as if it's coming to some sort of head at some point here. <laughs> I don't know when that'll be. Maybe the next maybe next year. Maybe it takes it's, that long. I don't know. It felt like it for quite a few years, but you're absolutely right. It feels like there's something something working its way up through the stratosphere and we're yet to find out what it is just yet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yep. let's uh, see what's making news and uh, the newly crowned police commissioner is out and about this week, Chris. Yeah, well, like we saw, I think first today was in state media, again, was reported that uh, Michael Murphy has gone to Pepe Minardi and then he's pledged to arrest all the troublemakers there. So, <laughs> hey, problem solved. Um, we could have done this two years ago, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, this should just be the headline for them. Problem solved. Murphy says he's going to arrest people in Bevan Minardi. <laughs> now, this is, of course, when you get the context of all of this, we know how bad things have been there. We know about the poorly named Jovi Boys Gang mm. and the uh, reign of terror that they have out there in Bevan Minardi. And, you know, it's got to a point where residents have actually... And the state media seem to forget that the residents have lodged a human rights complaint about inadequate policing in that community while being terrorized by the gang um, mm. in a situation that was labeled a national disgrace. And you remember a few weeks back, a couple weeks back, we ran a, a letter to the editor, opinion piece by uh, a guy named Ray Weir, who was the head of a Aboriginal corporation in the community who said, look, the police aren't listening to us and, and they're not doing anything to address the situation here. I mean, while these gang members uh, continually terrorize the town and, you know, just terrible things are happening. You guys are being shot with crossbows. Apparently this gang ran over somebody last weekend. You know, this stuff doesn't even get reported. And some of it, when it does finally get out and gets reported, it's not everything that's going on there. And they've just kind of turned a blind eye to the situation of Pepe Minardi. And we know with these gang members um, that they are the ones who get out of those communities, come to the bigger areas and cause some issues as well, stealing cars, stealing liquor, uh, uh, all kinds of just crazy, bad craziness with, with this gang, uh, with the you know poor, poorly named gang, as I said, mm-hmm. named after, you know, every time we hear a Bon Jovi song on the radio, we uh, think, you know, yeah. come on. I took offense personally as a Bon Jovi fan from way back. Why couldn't they pick a name of a band that no one liked in that time, Chris? <laughs> well, this is it, man. And, I, and we shouldn't minimize how dangerous these offenders are because mm. they are and they've caused terror. But they seem to think like Bon Jovi was cool or scary or something, that, that this would incite terror to call them to name themselves after Bon Jovi. I don't. Yeah. This is ballads really. Get they weren't the even the wildest of the hair bands from that era anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but look, this, this gang, yeah, they're, they're causing so many problems. And um, so now we've got the police commissioner who, who puts out a statement to select media saying that he's going to go out there and clean things up. And, well, yeah, good luck. Mm. 
that hasn't been able to happen for a long time here. And, and like we said, though, I mean, the, you've got residents there lodging the, this human rights complaints saying that they're not protecting them properly. And, yeah. you know, when when's the rest of the DNT going to wake up to this? Wait a second, you can do that? We can sue <laughs> the government for not keeping us safe? Well, it is a fundamental uh, issue of governments to to keep the public safe. And if they fail to do that, well, then I suppose there is action that can be taken. Um, so we won't hold our breath that Murphy's going to solve this anytime soon. But um, the fact he's out there, I guess, and, and trying to understand what's going on is positive, but uh, probably too little too late here. And there'll be a lot of residents who've suffered over the past two and a half years there who yeah. were a little upset still about it all. Yeah, he may not solve it overnight, but he he's uh, probably done more than others before him. So... Uh, Let's see how they go. Meanwhile, um, Tash is headed off overseas with uh, somewhat of a controversial trip, Chris, where the costings are all over the all over the shop. Yeah, Pete. Remember, we talked about this a while ago, and I, I think yeah. it was like way back on the twenty fifth or something that we reported this. Yeah. We're getting on two weeks here, and um, uh, you know, we we had asked those questions. You know, what what, what is this trip costing? You know, who's going on this trip? Uh, uh, why is it necessary, considering that the, the bulk of it seems to be around defense talks, which files would really have no business and would be more Commonwealth issue? Uh, we didn't get those answers. And then things started coming up again. And the ABC finally ran a story about it. And um, they then apparently got this release from the government saying that it was going to be ninety, nearly $93,000 for this nine-day trip, so 10K a day yeah. uh, for files and two staffers to go to Washington. Um, now, <laughs> that was something that they finally released that, which is good. Now, remember, just keep in mind that the government, when they came to power, there were a lot of scandals going on with the CLP and their travels. So this labor government said, well, we're going to show everybody how much it's going to cost. We'll, we'll put out a press release about all of our ministerial trips and how much it's estimated to cost. And they quickly uh, stopped doing that. So uh, anyway, the ABC, I guess, asked them about it. They gave them this. And then the state media, the NT News, uh, <laughs> they were then given this other breakdown of costs, which the question is, why didn't you give it to ABC? And first, yeah. and, and a bigger question is, why didn't you put it in the press release announcing the trip? Like you've always promised you were going to do. And in fact, you used to do. But they gave this breakdown and the costs were crazy. Like, it, it, yeah, look at this. It was uh, I think it, it comes down to, and they didn't really report that clearly, but about $61,000 on flights for three people yeah. to get Darwin to Washington. Who um, they're flying with and uh, what end of the aircraft are they sitting in? That's the question yeah. they'll be asking for well, that sort of money. Yeah, so they did say that um, in the NT News reported, I guess with this government info that only they received, was the one staffer. Files and one staffer flying, flying business class, while the other staffer was presumably, we say, flying economy. Yeah. Now, there's a big discrepancy there. And just a quick look on there. I think it was uh, Darwin, Washington, with Qantas shows business class return ticket will cost roughly 26000 with an economy seat costing under 4000 return. So that's a pretty big discrepancy there. It's a massive discrepancy. And i tell you what, with the, uh, the stink that's on Qantas right now, they should be flying with someone else at a, a minimum third of the cost of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, they're, 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 they want Alan Joyce to go out on top. Um, <laughs> but this is not unusual. Remember, I told you they got in bed with uh, a Donald Trump supporter here to try and justify the trip. So they're not opposed <laughs> to making strange bedfellows with uh, hated yeah. individuals in, in the yeah, world to, uh, to justify their trip. But look, there were some other things, and we'll get into it more on the weekend, Pete. But um, taxpayers are being charged 21500 for accommodation. Yeah. Again, we don't know where that is. Um, thirty six hundred for meal and travel allowances, three thousand for one hire vehicle. You want a car three thousand? That's no. I know renting cars. Escalade or something. <laughs> yeah, that would not three thousand would you would never need to spend that much in the United States to rent a car. No, you wouldn't. Right? Hell, hell um and then thirty six hundred that they claimed in corporate booking fees and other contingency related costs. Now, see, they give this stuff again to the NT News and whether the pressure was applied or they're just incompetent. I mean, really, we can't tell anymore. Um, but the hospitality expenses, see, but they don't know about that. I've covered this, this government travel. There's a whole other section, hospitality expenses. So how much is yeah. being spent on that? Well, they didn't tell the state media that. And the state media didn't ask, of course. So, you know, but there's, there's more to come on all of this. But uh, I think, you know, and the CLP was out there talking about it. it took them... 12 days, 11, 12 days to say something on it. Um, and they're just in shambles, I think. But anyway, uh, yeah, they came out saying, look, it's 10K a day. The government doesn't have its own affairs in order here at home. Crime's still out of control. You got hospital health related mm -hmm. issues, and here they are, 10K a day um, to gallivant around. That's a fair uh, question to raise. And I think um, Leo Fanacchiaro saying, yeah, I think territorians would be thinking that this is, you've got to be kidding me. She said, when labor's away, it costs you 10K a day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think also um, given that the uh, current government, when in opposition, was so vocal about the trips that the then CLP government were taking, yeah. uh, you know, this is, as you say, this is not a, an area where they need to be talking about defence, et cetera, when, when the place is burning down. Yeah, well, you know? and and it was Nicole Madison who was questioned about that, too, which is funny. And she said uh, now she's charged something like, uh, uh, what was it here? Uh, 47000 for a week-long trip to Singapore in April with three staffers. Yeah. Um, so she was asked about that. So some of the spending that's, that's kind of been revealed now that uh, the rest of the media finally are asking questions about this. So, yeah, you have to question whether or not it's necessary at all. Yep, Absolutely. And uh, ironically, Chris, moving to the uh, last news headline for the week, uh, given that we've just been talking about excessive spending, perhaps as a result, <laughs> the NT is now technically in recession. Yeah, yeah, Pete. Yeah, look, some new numbers coming out just today here from the ABS and uh, um, some people all over this showing that, uh, yes, the NT economy has actually contracted now to two quarters in a row. I think it even might be up to three quarters in a row, which is a technical recession. Uh, and look, we're just not seeing that that growth. And now this is, of course, comes at a time when this labor government is spending money and heralding and trumpeting this uh, ambitious goal to reach a $40 billion economy by 2030. Uh, when you're getting reports and numbers like this, you're not coming anywhere near that unless, of course, the inflation just continues to rise out of control and they sit and do nothing. Uh, <laughs> and it'll be $40 billion. And look, the other thing that came out on the same day we were looking at, that we've recorded the highest cost of living increase in the country as well for right. a quarter. 
Um, so that gets to be alarming when the economy is contracting, yet the cost of living is going up. Um, yep. That's very dire uh, for what to expect here um, moving forward. And um, yeah, this, you know, and the government's not even out to, to explain this or mm. have any comment on it at this point. So it's no. looking bad. Speaking of cost of living, I see lots of chatter regarding insurance premiums. So, uh, you know, we know about food and we know about lots of things, but insurance is, is on the rise, on the march for a number of reasons, oh, yeah. not least of which the excessive crime won't be helping. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at here at some of these things. Private investment peaked down 5.8% in the quarter. Retail spending down, uh, housing finance, housing starts down, employment figures also decreased. The weekly average wage now in the NT is actually lower than the Australian average. And that's wow. unusual. Yeah. Um, but that's where mm-hmm. we're at. So, you know, it's this idea that the other states are, are increasing their economy, even even nearby ones like Queensland is up 1.3% and South Australia. And meanwhile, we're down. We're, 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 our economy shrunk by 1% going in the opposite way. So yeah. clearly there's something wrong here in the Northern Territory. And this has been going on for a while, as we know, but these numbers are certainly alarming. Uh, the CLP came out and said, uh, uh, what this means for Territorians is we're seeing less investment impacting long-term secure jobs, opportunities, and then putting more pressure on the ever-rising cost of living. Bill Yen, uh, the shadow treasurer, as they call him, said, um, while Files and her treasurer are flitting off overseas, charging taxpayers 10 k a day, the impact of their economic mismanagement is being felt by Territorians. Labor could not be more out of touch. Uh, yeah, the reputation, he said, crime's out of control. The territory's reputation is in tatters and our economy continues to go backwards. Now, a lot of this is failure to get these major projects up, right? That we've been talking yeah. about for a while, that uh, always seems to be some hurdle or some delay in getting those major projects to that final investment decision phase um, because there hasn't been anything. And I also think there was a, a pretty big uh, decline in uh, mining in the mining sector and yep. everything there. And we know that that was all part of uh, what will get us to this so-called $40 billion economy. It doesn't seem that any of the indicators that we would look at are pointing in that direction anytime soon. Mm. So, you know, and, and that's it. I mean, you, you also have the treasurer now that we sent comments to about this, didn't respond. Of course, we sent it to her office. She's in Singapore on another <laughs> taxpayer funded trip which she said we'll talk about that on the weekend because we got more about uh, that eva going to singapore uh, chief ministers in the u.s and paul kirby's flying a kite uh, <laughs> somewhere and i'm not sure that that was done intentionally but they put out this release which showed that um i'm not sure if files told him to go fly a kite or he just did that <laughs> on his own but um yeah the, these guys just seem disorganized and not sure what either one are doing and um, now, Lawler had said she was in Singapore this week to attract private investment. Now, of course, that comes before they've uh, the new investment com- private investment commissioner starts in the role, uh, yeah. which would be next month. So they could have maybe delayed the trip or postponed it or rescheduled and said, "Well, nah. wait until we get our first. Now they said, "Hey, we'll fill her in about how the great times we had in Singapore yeah, yeah. when she starts in the job." So um yeah I I don't I don't get why they would do that but uh hey these guys nothing makes sense anymore and this is like you said we're on the the outskirts here of an election 12 months less than 12 months now we're now talking in yeah, yeah. here and um 
yeah, this government is kind of seems like one of those governments was completely out of ideas, is grasping at things and now taking these expensive flights uh, without really producing results for anybody. And I think that's what's pissing people off the most. Correct. Every time they seem to want something to happen, whether it's tourists or investment or whatever, oh, let's go to Singapore. That will give us all the answers. Yet I've never heard one announcement about any investor or, you know, <laughs> Uh, no. I have actually seen flights cancelled, but I haven't seen anything extra coming by the NT. No, no. We're, we're in bad shape here, Pete. Yeah, I've got a feeling that minus $40, minus $40 billion economy by 2030 is on track, <laughs> as, as we've joked about a few times. But anyway, mate, we'll talk more on the weekend. Yeah, sounds good. People seeing that. That was Chris Walsh from the NT Independent Online Newspaper. Weekends with Walshy back again on the weekend. You'll get that around 7 a.m. Saturday morning. And we'll catch you again next week for the Territory Story podcast, News Bites. That was the Territory Story News Bites for this week. Thanks to Opie Dennis Digital Marketing, your local digital marketing agency.